It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Who they think they're going to beat them Bengals? It is the Locked On Bengals podcast with your hosts, Joe Goodberry and Jake Lisko. Find us on Twitter at Joe Goodberry and at Jake underscore NFL. Please like, subscribe, and share as we try to grow this community and pump out daily Bengals content just for you. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Today, you just get me, Jake Lisko, as Joe is working. Joe will be with you tomorrow as we continue to work our way through the off-season schedule, today being minicamp. Before we get too far, I'll remind you, as always, to find our podcast on the new Himalaya podcasting app, as well as Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc., But check out Himalaya if you haven't yet. You can like, comment on episodes, you can make shareable playlists, and there are theme collections to help you discover new podcasts. You can find everything from comedy to mystery, and sports, of course, if you're into that. Himalaya, go check that out. So, today, the big news story is Jonah Williams was dinged in an OTA practice. What this means is a mystery to most of us, but there is a reason to speculate, I guess, that the signing of John Jerry and moving Cordy Glenn back to left tackle indicates that it might be serious. Zach Taylor, of course, did not commit any comment at all, didn't say what body part was injured, didn't want to speculate, is a quote. And he's pictured on the sideline, he's not wearing any braces, it looks like he has cleats on. He doesn't have anything wrapped, so very unclear as to what it is that's injured. But with Cordy Glenn moving back to left tackle, that means Christian Westerman got some run with the first-teamers at left guard. Now, Christian Westerman is a guy that we've all been asking about for a long time. He was featured and discussed on the Lapham podcast recently when Dave Lapham said he hasn't gotten it mentally, I guess. And this is similar to what we had heard from coaches previously as well it's not really new but he's always produced when he's on the field despite anything mentally that isn't developed that isn't quite there for Christian Westerman despite whatever it is that he's not doing in practice he's always put it together on the playing field on game day from preseason to the regular season whenever it is he's been very very good when on the field both as a pass blocker as a run blocker you name it he's been good at it So it's really nice to see that he's getting some run with the first-teamers. Of course, it was also reported, I believe, by Jim Morrison that John Jerry also got some run with the first-teamers at left guard. Now, with John Jerry at left guard and Cordy Glenn at left tackle, well, now that kind of suggests that maybe this move did have something to do with the Jonah Williams injury, which Zach Taylor denied in his pre-mini camp presser. He said that, nope, 
this signing, John Jerry, has nothing to do with the injury to Jonah Williams. It's just a depth signing. It's a guy we have familiarity with. And he was asked also in that presser about the fact that they've been repeatedly bringing in some guys that they have familiarity with. And that goes for B.W. Webb. It goes for Kerry Wynn on the defensive line. And it now goes for John Jerry, who both Zach Taylor and Jim Turner had in Miami. So it's a little bit interesting to see that theme of familiarity. Taylor did have very nice things to say about John Jerry. And John Jerry came in talking about uh, leadership. So, I mean, they're all saying the right things. We'll have to see how it works out. Maybe John Jerry's put his past behind him in the bullying scandal in Miami. Maybe he'll be ready to go after taking a year off in the NFL. But I think we're, we're not going to know much about what John Jerry is going to be able to do until the preseason games. Because, frankly, I mean, at least minicamp, right? Because there's there's no pads on right now. So the 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 question as to how the offensive linemen are playing is, is really up in the air. We'll learn more about that later on in the offseason. But for now, at least we know who's out there. And... It's still Bobby Hart at right tackle. Despite all the shifting and moving of guys, it's still Bobby Hart at right tackle. And people, reporters still aren't really talking about who the backups are. So it's, it's quite interesting to me that we still don't really have an answer at backup tackle. And yet they're continuing to sign guards. So it'll be really interesting to see what shakes out of that position group. Of course, today at practice, missing practice for Alex Redmond. Clint Bowling was out again. No note on Trey Hopkins, although he wasn't mentioned by any reporters as actually getting reps on the offensive line. Also injured and notable were Ryan Glasgow, Carl Lawson still working on the side. Geno Atkins got the day off. But back at practice were A.J. Green and John Ross. So we had a full complement of receivers going today. It was noted that A.J. Green caught a deep ball, which in seven-on-sevens or receiver drills, whatever it is, it's always nice to hear when your star player gets back on the field and makes an impact. So welcome back to A.J. Green. Looking forward to seeing you as a full participant in training camp in a couple months. Besides that, I mean, there's some other notes in training camp. Those are the most noteworthy changes on the offense. Zach Taylor said that they have been implementing more of the playbook than they would in a normal regular season situation or a normal week in the regular season. So they're adapting well. It sounds like retention for new information is really good. Andy Dalton has been noted, especially by Dave Lapham, as adapting well to his third new offense in three years in Cincinnati. So it's always good to hear this about a pretty complicated change, most likely on the offensive side of the football. So encouraging signs there, despite another day when it's reported that the defense won the day. And we'll get there in a minute. It sounds like Andy Dalton generally had a pretty good day. He had one interception that he threw where Clayton Fedulum, who was essentially starting today for Sean Williams, who got the day off or was injured, tipped a ball that William Jackson then intercepted. But outside of that, it sounds like he didn't really miss a whole lot, at least in seven-on-sevens. No big news on Ryan Finley or Jeff Driscoll to round out the quarterback position today, except that Driscoll apparently threw an interception. But no progress noted for Ryan Finley, so we'll have to keep an eye on that as the offseason continues and he gets more comfortable as a rookie quarterback in the NFL to see if he can actually stick around and make the roster. Because right now, Driscoll's been around longer. He's more experienced. He knows things better. He'll need to take a step forward, I think, Ryan Finley will, to to really beat out Jeff Driscoll to be the backup quarterback on this team. I think, of course, he'll have every chance to do that. 
because he was drafted in the fourth round, they traded up to get him. They must really like him, but he hasn't had a good start, and he'll need to pick it up. Looking through the pictures on Bengals.com, sometimes there are fun tidbits. Today, I see rookie guard, we thought, Michael Jordan, getting some more practice with snaps, some celebrations of that William Jackson interception, A.J. Green making a catch, which is always very exciting to see A.J. Green working his way through a fumble drill. Also exciting to see, but generally speaking, I'd say today's minicamp produced not a whole lot of noteworthy news. We'll get into some of the implications about the fact that there's this consistent theme that the defense is winning the day. After a quick break, which we'll get to in a moment, Dave Lapham had some good things to say about that as well. Uh, some comments he's heard from other defensive players on the team. Before I take a break, though, another reminder that our show is brought to you lately by Hotels.com. Go check it out. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Take the kids, take your partner, go somewhere fun. Be there, do that, get rewarded. Hotels.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Lockdown Bengals podcast. The theme of OTAs and minicamp, the offseason practice program, has been that the defense has been winning the day. Of course, it is apparently conventional wisdom that the defense is ahead of the offense at this point of the offseason program. But with an offensive head coach coming in and a first-time defensive coach, it's a little bit surprising. I thought that with the experience on the offensive side of the ball, especially in the pre-pad part of minicamp where... The defensive line, sure, they can get pressure in there, but there's a lot of seven-on-sevens. There's a lot of positional drills. There's a lot of walkthrough kind of stuff. You would think the offense would be doing pretty okay. Of course, it is a new system, but I I think that it is also true on the defensive side of the ball, so I'm not sure that that's really a mistake. But consistently, we've heard for the last three weeks, the defense is winning the practice. There are interceptions. There are pressures there are miscues there are issues in the red zone where you should be pretty good i think in the otas and minicamp part of the offseason program but that being said there needs to be some credit given to lou anarumo and the defensive unit who is also playing without a few players but notably and this comes from dave lapham and dan horde in the bengals booth uh review of day one of minicamp they said that the secondary has been playing very well. They've been buying extra time for the defensive linemen. The defensive line has approached Dave Lapham and said, you know what, these guys in the secondary are making our jobs easy, which is really good to hear because that could and should be a strength of the defense that would really help the defensive line show up, especially as pass rushers, in a way that they didn't last year. Last year, of course, we went into the season thinking the pass rush would be the strength of the team with Carl Lawson, Carlos Dunlap, and Geno Atkins manning the primary pass rush snaps with a little bit of support from Jordan Willis and rookie at the time, Sam Hubbard. Sam Hubbard did have a good rookie year. Jordan Willis didn't really show up very much as a pass rusher, and Carl Lawson got hurt. The defensive line generally struggled, as did the entire defense under Terrell Austin. We've been over that quite a bit on this podcast in the offseason. 
I'm sure we'll get into it in more depth another time. We might go back and dig into what didn't work. But we might not, too, because the defense is changing wholesale, perhaps, under Lou Anarumo with a new scheme coming to town. And it's something that consistently doesn't get a whole lot of coverage and we're not getting a whole lot of information about. That said, Zach Taylor does allude to the fact that Lou Anarumo having a lot of experience as a secondary coach is showing up with that defensive group playing well. He's talking about the fact that they're doing a good job with details and fundamentals. They've bought into the scheme. The offense is having a difficult time with it every day. And he's talking about himself, I think. We need to be on our toes and be prepared. So I think that is a little bit worrisome because the defense last year was historically bad. And the offense is what we're supposed to be hanging our hats on with this new offensive coach. But we don't really see that payoff quite yet. And we'll have to see how that continues to play out as the offense gets installed. I think it could just easily be a learning curve issue. But that being said, it's nice to hear that the secondary is playing well and giving the defensive line a chance to get to the quarterback. And as Dave Lapham says, forcing the quarterback to take an extra hitch will often result in those pressures turning into sacks. Also noteworthy out of minicamp today is that a couple of former Bengals or former NFL players, I should say, are taking part in the Bill Walsh NFL Minority Coaching Fellowship Program in Cincinnati. They're interns working at the camp. Brandon Johnson, who we've talked about on this podcast, actually, a former Bengals linebacker who was drafted by the Arizona Cardinals in 2006 in the fifth round. He is now coaching at a high school in Arizona. He played linebacker in Cincinnati for a few years and was actually a big special teams contributor, as noted in the Bengals.com article, that he led the 2009 AFC North Championship champion team with 11 special teams tackles. He is working with Darren Simmons this week. He is, quote-unquote, watching players, helping Simmons watch players. So Simmons is trusting him as an evaluator, I think. But it's cool to hear that he... Just 36 years old and 6'5", 245 pounds, talk about an intimidating high school coach, is getting some experience in the NFL as he has taken over the reins of a high school program. The other player in Cincinnati as part of this fellowship internship program is Cortland Finnegan, another Lou Anarumo, Zach Taylor, Miami connection, and those keep popping up, which is interesting because that team wasn't that good. Uh, He is also back in Cincinnati. This has nothing to do with this team, of course, whether or not the Bengals in 2019 will be good. But that's Cortland Finnegan, a cornerback who I think had a reputation for being a bit rowdy, to say the least. He had had a reputation, let's say, at cornerback, is working with the Bengals as well. He, I assume, is working with the secondary or something like that, but he has connections with Zach Taylor and Anarumo, so it's no surprise that he found a spot in Cincinnati while he's working on his coaching acumen. It's noteworthy that a couple of Bengals coaches were past interns in this specific program. Linebackers coach Tem Lukabu, who came from the college ranks, was an intern at some point in the same Bill Walsh internship fellowship program and defensive assistant Gerald Chatham along with defensive line coach Nick Eason. So three coaches for the Bengals are former intern participants. Chapman, the defensive assistant, was an intern last year during OTAs and minicamp and then in the following year served as special teams coordinator and outside linebackers coach at Tennessee State University. So quite a few of these coaches have found their way to Bengals programs and generally you see these guys pop up 
around the NFL and in the college ranks. But it sounds like at least Brandon Johnson, who was that kind of special teams ace in 2009, is going to stay in the high school ranks. It sounds like he's really enjoying it there. I think under Marvin Lewis, the Bengals did quite a bit of this as well, but it is cool to see the Bengals continuing to participate in these programs and getting guys shots. It's really interesting to see Cortland Finnegan pop up in Cincinnati. That's not a name that I expected you would hear back in Cincinnati after his NFL career, but it's not surprising to hear Brandon Johnson coming back. And you hear often Willie Anderson specifically talking about wanting to come in and help, and we've talked about wanting Willie Anderson as fans to go in and help with the offensive line because, of course, he was so great. He co- he was coached by Paul Alexander. He runs his own offensive line academy. He's working mostly with prep players, getting them ready for college, getting them ready for their high school careers. So it is interesting that there are all these other guys coming in without connections. I think Willie Anderson, if he does get an NFL job, is probably primed for something more than an internship. So maybe that's what Willie's waiting for. But on the other hand, we've seen Willie Anderson work with other teams over the years and Guys like Chad Johnson have also expressed interest in coming back. So there are a lot of these guys that you would say are probably guys that would be in the Bengals ring of honor, which is something we talked about this week. If they had one that could come back and help out as coaches, or at least in this fellowship capacity, they have links to the team. Uh, It'd be nice to see some of those guys showing up a little bit more and coming back to contribute as coaches in Cincinnati, where many of them are just very popular players. And like take Andrew Whitworth, for example, I think we'd all love to see him and Willie come back in some capacity in the future as coaches, consultants, advisors, whatever it is. Both were great players that seem to have a great mental understanding of the game. And Willie already has experience coaching too. It's time for our second ad break of the show. Another reminder, check out Grip6 Belts. Get an ultra-lightweight belt with no holes, no flap. It's a great Father's Day gift. Get one for Joe. I don't have a kid, so I'm not going to tell you to get one for me, but maybe on Single Guys Who Run Bengals Podcast Day, you guys can get me a little belt for myself, too. Anyway, go check that out at Grip6.com slash lock for some special offers, some discounts on their fantastic belts. That's Grip6.com slash L-O-C-K-E. I'll be right back and talk about a couple points around the NFL and a Joe Mixon guarantee. Stick around. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Bengals Podcast. Thanks for sticking with me today. Joe will be back tomorrow in case you miss him. Around the NFL today, the big news is that the new look Oakland Raiders with John Gruden and general manager Mike Mayhawk will be hosting Hard Knocks this year. They will be the featured team. This is what everyone's been asking for. All the Bengals questions about Vontez Perfect and Antonio Brown, and I should say Bengals fans questions, will get answered because we're going to have a close look into what's going on in Oakland. And I think that is going to be extremely hilarious, or at least interesting at the very least. Hard Knocks, of course, was in Cincinnati a long time ago, and it was very interesting. They've been in Miami lately. They, they generally go to some of these teams that are rebuilding and their contractual deals that say who needs to do what uh, for Hard Knocks and when. 
But I think the Raiders will be really interesting. And for Bengals fans, there's that particular intrigue of Burfecht and Brown. Of course, I don't know if you pay attention to these guys anymore, but somebody put on my timeline the Antonio Brown Instagram post when he said he used to have to watch over his shoulder for Vontez Burfecht, but now Vontez Burfecht has his back. So the Vontez Burfecht, Antonio Brown, Oakland fairy tale is alive and well. And I think that that is going to be a pretty interesting watch. Also in NFL news today, it is said that the Jacksonville Jaguars will not be extending Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey, which I think is a little bit weird. I, I think that sometimes owners get these personality issues in their head and maybe, maybe Ramsey is a locker room issue, but he's still one of the better corners in the NFL and has shown that he has the, the full potential to be a lockdown corner in the NFL. So I think it's pretty wild that they're not even trying to bring him back. And it sounds like he had a laugh about it. This would be the same as if the Bengals weren't even trying to extend William Jackson, I think. If William Jackson were a little bit more outspoken, maybe, maybe if he had a bit, bit of a higher profile, but it's similar in terms of caliber, and, and Ramsey might be the better player, at least in terms of track record. So it's very interesting to me that the Jaguars are just making it known that he's going to walk. I think that's a weird move, but that is pretty noteworthy uh, NFL news there. Outside of that, the thing that we didn't talk about yesterday that is very interesting coming out of Cincinnati is that Joe Mixon guaranteed the playoffs. The last significant guarantee I feel like we heard from Cincinnati, or at least that we remember because maybe the rest of them just didn't pan out, was was Chad Johnson and the Kansas City Chiefs way back in the day when the Chiefs were undefeated. We've talked about that game a few times on the podcast. Maybe we'll make that a throwback Thursday at one point. But man... Joe Mixon guaranteeing the playoffs is out there, I'd say. This was in an interview with Mark Slaughter of WLWT in Cincinnati. Of course, said Joe Mixon, nothing but great results. Like I said, I'm going to guarantee us playoffs. Coach Taylor is going to have us right. Mixon was also quoted in saying, everyone's buying in. This was in a serious XM NFL radio interview. They're all excited to be there. He's saying that people sleep on us. That's fine. We'll let him sleep. At the same time, I believe we're going to shock a lot of people. He's talking about buying. He's talking about a new feel. He's talking about guaranteeing the playoffs and shocking people. So this is all really great to hear from Joe Mixon, of course. I love his confidence and his enthusiasm for the game. And it's really just talk. I would hate to see this come back and bite the Bengals and be used as smack talk by other teams. What are you going to do? This is the nature of the game. And you'd rather have a guy be confident and say, I don't know if we're going to win six games. So still big news, though, whenever a player guarantees a playoffs, always fun to talk about. Do you take guarantees seriously? I, I don't know if I really do, but let us know what you think about Joe Mixon's guarantee. And I'll wrap up with a trivia question. This one might be a little bit easier than Joe's, but since 2004, six players have had at least eight sacks in a season for the Cincinnati Bengals. Who are those six players going back to 2004? Most of them, and this is the only hint you'll get, are still on the team. At least half of them are still on the team. Let's say that. 
Anyway, that is going to do it for me, Bengals fans. Not a whole lot going on today. And man, these podcasts are harder when they're when you're doing it by yourself. Uh, a lot of respect to Joe for doing that last week for the first time. And we'll have to do these a couple times as the season goes on and the summer goes on especially. So hope you bear with us. Hope you enjoy. As always, you can find the Locked On Bengals podcast on the new Himalaya podcast app. You get personally curated playlists made just for you by Himalaya's podcast tastemakers, the experts on all things podcasts in the world. Also today brought to you by Grip6BeltsAndHotels.com. Thanks for listening, Bengals fans, and until next time, have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.